You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IR Lone Star. Trick or treat, Lone Star Radio listeners. This is Dick, the general manager, taking this quick moment to remind you that Lone Star Community Radio is looking to fill some of our talk show slots along with some of our DJ slots. We have a new show airing on the 10th, Making Connections with Stacey Harris, which will air every second Tuesday of the month at 1 p.m. Make sure to check it out along with our other programs on Lone Star Community Radio. For more information on Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. And again, if you're interested in doing something with us, Call the station, 936-647-3776. Thanks for checking out this recording, and I hope you guys enjoy. doing got a little ezra charles boogie woogie gonna get down this morning it's wednesday morning i haven't been around since friday and my back is still just freaking lighting my old butt up but i'm here i'm i would say i'm walking okay but i'm really not i'm kind of wobbly looking somebody's over there smiling at me kylie she's just thinking i'm because you're just so old and i'm so young you're gonna get old someday girl just wait yeah you hanging around bull riders and stuff and all them aches and pains are going to leak on over there to you. Well, we'll see. We'll see. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. But anyway, folks, good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. It's good to be back. It's good to be here. Hope everybody's doing good. And I've got to say good morning to everybody listening. First of all, we know we got people listening in Afghanistan. Oh, man, that just lights my fire out there. Good morning to Tamina. Good morning to the Woodlands. Good morning to Montgomery. Good morning to Magnolia. Good morning to New Waverly. Good morning to Willis. Good morning to Splendora, Cleveland, cut and shoot. Gotta say, cut, gotta say, cut and shoot like that. You know, get a country thing, don't you think, Jake? Oh yeah, cut and shoot, cut and baby. shoot, Texas, Ooh. where men are men and sheep are nervous. But that's another story. Anyway, so uh, and of course, downtown Conroe. Good morning to you too, folks. There's a lot going on. There's a lot coming up, man. We've got this Saturday, October seventh. It is Conroe Bull Mania. And I'm talking about bull. I'm talking about beast. I'm talking about man-eater, man-crusher. Talking about 2,000 pounds of beef that would just rock your world. 24 of the top-ranked bulls, 24 of the top-ranked bull riders. It's going to be at the uh, Montgomery County uh, Expo Center. It's going to be at the fairgrounds. Doors open at, I think, 6 or 6.30. I don't remember if it's 6 or 6.30. I think it's 6.30. There's just some reason it just popped in my head that that's right, 6.30. And then uh, show starts at 8, and I'm talking about a wild show. We're talking about pyrotechnics, fire, fireworks. We're talking about Tough Hedeman. Who does not know Tough Hedeman? World-ranked cowboys will be there. World-ranked bulls, uh, all law enforcement, firefighters, EMTs, um, school teachers, active and veteran military, get in free admission. So, um and then we're going to honor you. We're going to honor those that, that serve us, and especially the past month or so. So many people have been hurt by Hurricane Harvey. So many people in Montgomery County and all of Texas, over 600,000 
homes affected in Texas. Think about that for a minute. 600,000. A lot of the cowboys, a lot of the uh, stock contractors, a lot of people associated with the CBR family were affected. And that's going to be one of our guests. One of our guests today is going to be uh, a bull rider. And he was affected pretty seriously by, uh, by Hurricane Harvey in some pretty scary ways. But uh, he took care of it, just like all cowboys. They just cowboy up and giddy up and get going. So he's going to be here to talk a little bit about that. But we're also going to talk about just being a bull rider, talking about being tough like me, but not old like me. He's young. Looks like he weighs about 130 pounds, probably maybe soaking wet. And he gets up on a 2,000 pound. How do they do that, Jake? How, I mean, the guest we had last week was 135 freaking pounds. I look like I could eat every ounce of meat on his body. But yeah, that's he, weird. But yeah, okay, he, you know, that's just that's just weird. I, he that was skin and weird. bone, man. Yeah, that's just weird. I could have cooked him in. <laughs> I could have cooked him and eaten him in one sitting. I well, swear. See, you need to say cooked him. See, now, now I, I can okay, see it. Okay, okay. Get the mind out of good. I could have cooked him and eaten him in one sitting. But yeah, he was probably a tougher man than I've ever been. Oh, yeah. Or ever had to be in my life. Because I've run with the bulls. Not like in Pamplona, but in, in Baytown a couple of years ago, they had the great bull run. That's oh, cool. yeah. That's Dude. cool. And, and so I was with 18 bulls a couple of inches away. But that's not the same. No. I mean, that was pretty stupid in what I did. And, and I've been in the can. I've been, gotten, been able to be the man in the can for seven bulls. But I'm not getting on the back of one. You would never get on the, no matter what? You would never? Younger, yeah. I want to try it. Yeah, younger. I, wanna, I, I just want to see if I can do it. See I'll, how long I can actually last. I just like being the clown, not the bullfighter. Because <laughs> I... Because that's safety. I could not do that. But You've been a clown since you were... That's what I mean, man. foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Burton let me be man in the can back at the uh, Montgomery County Fair and Rodeo. And a lot of y'all saw that. That was, that was pretty cool. But I would never be the bullfighter because you got to be able to protect uh, the bull rider. So, all right, folks. So let's just dive right in. Right now, I'm going to bring to you my first guest, Sarah Koenig of Cowtown Couture and of Sounds of Texas Music Series. Sarah, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. So uh, we're just going to talk for about four, five, six minutes. Okay. But I want you to recap this past Saturday. It was an intimate evening with Ricky Skaggs, and the man is an icon, a legend. His concert, he just he was calling audibles. He was just all messed up. That's okay. We got noise in here. We like that. We got a baby in here. Nathan's <laughs> biggest fan is in, yeah, is in studio yeah. with us. So tell us about that. That was insane. What it, was, it was incredible. He played for a long time, um, two hours plus. Um, incredible. Um, stayed after till almost one in the morning, talking to people, signing autographs. Um, just it was it was a great concert, great show. I finally left about twelve thirty because I just I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit. I mean, I don't know if you saw me, but I was. I did. I mean. You. You, I look stupid. I look up, down, up. I you just, did. You look pretty pitiful. <sighs> so, yeah, man, it was 1230 and I was gone. Uh, and he was still there. You guys sent me pictures of with Ricky at like 1250. Yeah, we left out of there about one. I think we were the we were the final people to finally get our picture taken. Um, and that was around 12, 1245, almost one. He he didn't leave until the last person was out the door and wow. very gracious. Spent, you know, a good five minutes talking to everybody. Um Great, great guy. Great Christian man. Yeah, and backstage, I mean, he was so, friendly. so gracious and mm -hmm. friendly, and he he wanted to talk to our two police officers yes. for quite a while, and he talked to the kids. Everybody. 
<laughs> she goes, and and Scott, the opening act for him that was the world premiere for Scott Mul Mulvahill. Yeah, wasn't he awesome? He was awesome, and that's the first time he ever got to open for Ricky. And he says that Ricky is his hero, his mentor, his boss, his buddy, and and so it was a big deal to him to get to open. In fact, I don't know if he told you, maybe because we talked through Facebook prior to you know and asking him to do the uh, video, but he must have said thank you to me as representing the Friends mm -hmm. of Conroe in Sounds of Texas a dozen times for allowing him to do that. Really? That, that thank you for That's... letting me open up. Thank you for allowing me to. Oh, yeah. He was awesome. I would see his show just by himself any day. He is breaking off in a few months and going out on his own for a while. Um, he's He was fantastic. His parents and his family yes. from Friendswood. They came. He's another one. Friendswood got hit pretty hard. I know some friends of mine up here we sent two church buses full of relief supplies down to Friendswood. Did you ever? Did he ever say if his house got hit down there? I, I didn't well, he lives talk, in Nashville, but his parents' house? I didn't even talk to him about it. I'm not sure. He was talking to some people about Friendswood getting hit. He was mm -hmm. talking to Ricky about that, so I was just curious. But, yeah, Ricky, he just—he looked at the, 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 the fans. Mm -hmm. He listened to them. Right. And then he talked to them about what they talked about it. He didn't patronize him. No, he not got at all. Into an intimate conversation with everybody that wanted one. Every single person that came up to him, kids, adults, it didn't matter. He had a a genuine conversation with everybody. And but his his band um I says he does that at every yeah. show. They said that's the only bad thing. They don't they didn't mean bad like he's bad, right. but the only thing that they'd ever say that that, that bugs him sometimes mm -hmm. is He'll, they said he spends hours, he'll yeah. spend hours in the, the meet and greet after a concert. Um, They'll be packed up and ready to go, and he's still out there. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And take pictures. He wanted to take pictures. And and he didn't just say, like, okay, stand there. He wanted you around him. He right. Was, he was holding people's hands. Mm -hmm. He was hugging them. You just don't find that nowadays. And to even be able to profess his love of God on stage. Many times throughout the night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was incredible. It was a great show. Great night. But— when they would light up that banjo and then that guitar mm -hmm. picking, holy cow. I'm going to start placing some of those videos out on Sounds of Texas um, Sounds of Texas Facebook page and Friends of Conroe because I took some Thunder. little snippets with Kentucky Thunder. Yeah, oh, my God. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of times where they just blew that stage up. Yes, they did. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's why my back was hurting that night because I looked down a couple <laughs> of times and my legs are going and I'm, I'm, man, I'm jamming, man. That bluegrass gospel was on fire. It was. You know, to be bilingual, I'll say in fuego. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm in a weird mood today, folks. I don't know. It's fun. But, Sarah, listen, y'all did a great job. Thank what's, you. what's going on with Sounds of Texas in 2018? Um, we've got four concerts for set for next year. We haven't, um, haven't booked anybody yet. BJ Thomas will be for sure. One of them, his, he was scheduled to play, um, when Harvey hit. So we had to push him back. Um, so he will be our, our concert in June, June 9th, I believe it is. Um, the other three haven't been locked down yet, but there will be four concerts. The first one coming up in January. So we'll be making an announcement on that soon. Cool. Well, the Friends of Conroe, as always, Sounds of Texas Music Series, you're the chairman of that committee, knocked it out of the park. And one thing we got to mention, it was, just, it was a half a dozen tickets or a dozen tickets so away from being a sellout, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And it, it was pretty close to a sellout. And um, then the Friends of Conroe graciously went ahead and gave away those few remaining tickets to some of the people that came out to the street party. Oh, wow. That couldn't afford the tickets, so... 
yeah, it was it was a great night. Street and party I, was a success. I got to give my hats off. I, I mean, how well y'all did with the, the free concert outside before all this and how awesome y'all did putting all this together and then dealing with the Harvey stuff. People on Facebook were just raving about how awesome of an experience this whole thing was. Oh, cool. that's, that's good to hear. That's, thank that, you. Yeah. And thank you for saying that because the Sounds of Texas Music Series isn't built to be a big moneymaker. I mean, it'd be nice to, mm -hmm. to come in and make some money because all that money goes back into the, to the coffers to yes. do things for the community, for right. scholarships, to help those in need, organizations, that, mm -hmm. you know, Harvey Relief Fund going on right now mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, and so it is important to get that and get that feedback because like you said, that party ahead of time, it's the first time that's been done. And that was, that was pretty cool. It was fun. I had a great time. I had a great turnout. I was Caleb you know, and the homegrown tomatoes. Yes. Tomatoes. You know, I, I told them <laughs> you can spell it tomatoes, like your toes mm -hmm. on your feet, but you can't pronounce it that way. <laughs> it's Caleb and the homegrown tomatoes. I don't think they mind. Like when you lay down at night, you don't put your head on a pillow. No. You put your head on a pillow. Yeah, they did a they did a great this job. This ain't New Jersey here, okay? <laughs> yeah, they were fabulous. They'll also be playing um the Catfish Festival next week for the Friends yep. of Conroe. So get out and see them. So Catfish Festival, October 13, 14, 15, mm -hmm. also put on by the Friends of Conroe. Uh and a whole incredible lineup. We'll have some people from uh Friends of Conroe come up here and talk about the lineup later on in the week and get ready. Sounds good. Sarah, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Folks, go check out Cowtown Couture. It's right across the street from Crichton Theater. It's a cute little boutique. Got a lot, not, a lot of nice stuff in it. Men, go buy your girlfriends, your wives, your sisters, your secretary, something. And Absolutely. wives, just go spend money, and girlfriends, go spend money, and whatever. <laughs> Sarah, thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. Bye. Folks, give us some Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We got a bull rider in the house. He'll be on in 60 seconds. We'll see you in a minute. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe. All right, folks, we are back with Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizadi on Lone Star Community Radio. And we have got a hot show for you today. Sitting across from me is a young man that's got a heart the size of Texas. Probably doesn't have a whole lot of smarts up there because this young man rides bulls. Now, just those of you listening that have ever seen bull riding, just think about, and I'm fixing to sneeze. Hold on. Woo! Sweet. Sweet. Oh, I'm allergic to bulls. I just said the word. Golly. Horton got a who in my nose. But if you've ever seen bull riding... You've been to a rodeo. That's cool. But the CBR, 
has got special bulls. It's not so much that they're bigger and badder than they were 10, 15, 20 years ago. It's that now you've got 24 that are big and bad, mm. and every one of them could have the night to where they just, you know, the points just could be through the roof if you stay on it. So with me is DeMond Haynes. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. Yourself? Doing good. So um, first of all, people want to know why. Why would you stick that body on top of a 2,000-pound beast that not only wants you off his back, then he wants to crush you and step on you and tell you not again? I mean, bull riding is something you just got to love, and it's just something I love. I mean, what else can you go do and ride for eight seconds for $50,000 like for this weekend? You can't name something else you can make $50,000 in eight seconds doing. Maybe I will ride after all. I can use that. <laughs> so, yeah, and that brings us to a point there that, that that's awesome. The purse has rolled over. From Lofton, be, yes, yeah, sir. To be $50,000. 50000 So how much of that 50000 do you plan on taking home? Uh, I'm pretty sure to hold fifty and a little extra if they want to give it to me. <laughs> so how, long, how old are you? I'm 25. How long you been riding bulls? I've been riding since I was eight, been professional now. This is my third year. Wow. And what you start off riding? Sheep? Were you a mutton buster? I started off riding junior steers. Wow. So you just jumped straight into I it? I jumped straight into it. First row you ever went to, I went the whole steer riding. Really? Rode 84 steers before I bucked off my first steer. Golly. Mm. Hey, parents, what'd they think? One of them loved it, one of them didn't care too much about it. <laughs> Which one didn't love it? My mom. Yeah, I knew it had to be mama. She still haven't came to Roy. Well, she came to one rodeo and she said she'd never come back again. Oh, man. <laughs> so she just watched me on TV and she said, that's for as close she getting to the rodeo pen again. Plus, she's already watched it on TV. She's watching on TV. She already knows that you're still alive. Yes, she watches it every <laughs> week. She makes sure she catches me on it every week. Yeah, because you guys are on Fox. Every Wednesday. CBR, guys, it's the real deal. Championship bull riding. It's the real deal. Um, these guys, these young men are awesome. In fact, Friday night, you're going to be able to go to Cavenders, and you're going to be able to meet Sage Kimsey and Cody Rostaki. He was here last week. Crazy, man. Dude, <laughs> he, he just, he, he reminds, I, I think of him like he wants to think he's Muhammad Ali. I'm waiting for him to say, I'm so pretty. I'm so pretty. That's, he just, he loves the camera. Rostaki is the, the guy around the CBR to keep this. Everybody energized and everybody going good and keep your mind off your ride and stuff like he makes sure everybody <laughs> laugh and make sure everybody loosen up before you get on your bull. Yeah, yeah, he seems that way. And then Saturday at Demontrand is gonna be tough. Hedeman is gonna try to swing by. We can't promise, but that's gonna be Jeff Askey and Bujo Campbell. Mm -hmm. And Bujo's like you. He's he's a nearby Conorable. You're from Houston, right? Mm -hmm. yes, he's sir. he's Crockett, Love Lady area. So it's kind of close here. So Will you guys be having some of your family up here? Yes, sir. We'll, we'll have a bunch of our family here. I know Bujo, uh, he had a bunch of his family here. I have a bunch of my family here. So we, me and Bujo, we we pretty much rodeo all to, like, coming up. But when I was already riding, like, per rodeo, Bujo was still, like, in youth rodeos. Now, to see him now, and I want to, you know, say congratulations for him making his first NFR this year, too. So yeah, that's congratulations, right, he did. Bujo Campbell. So, okay, so let's look at it here. I'm going to look at a couple of notes that I got. One big thing that stuck out to me when I read them is you're like, okay, so like pitchers in baseball, they have notes of, of certain batters. Yes. Sir. What, what they can hit, what they can't hit. 
Same thing, batters have notes what certain pitchers are going to throw, what they're good at throwing, things like that. I understand you're somebody who actually studies the Bulls. Yes, sir. Tell me about that. Well, I'm I'm around Bulls pretty much seven days a week, and that's that's just one thing I love besides riding them. I like dealing with them. I like messing with them, doctoring them, whatever it takes. So I sit and I watch Bull riding a lot, and I know a bunch of Bulls. I haul a lot with a guy named Dennis Davis, and he like a Bull genius. He he can tell you a million Bulls just off the top of his head. So just for being around him a lot, he teach me certain things about Bulls and a way of, he can tell me a way a Bull walk. I was going to buck or anything. So really? just from the small thing, I always take the small things in. And when I, when I see bulls, I look at the small stuff to see if something wrong with them or how they're going to buck or how they feeling that day. So I just pretty much just sit back and just learn and just take a lot in head about bulls and try to know them by heart by the time I get there. So you can watch a bull. And you, you you feel like you can look at a bull and, and know that just like us humans might – yeah, feel a little achy, got a little cold, didn't get much sleep. You feel like you can look at a bull and tell if they're having a bad day? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so what would that tell you? Would that tell you that they're going to be meaner because they're feeling bad, or would that tell you they're probably going to be lame and you got to really spur them? That tell you he's mine, whatever he's going to do. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he's going to do. If he have an off day, that's going to be my good day every time. Even if he have a good day, I'm still going to have a good day. But if he showed me any signs of weakness, he mine. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get on a bull that everybody's afraid of as far as you can't ride him, um, but if you can ride him, you get some big points, you know, because the bull gets scored, so does the rider. You ever get on one of those and, and it just, like, came up lame acting, just, just didn't do anything at all that it ever done and really disappointed you? Are these bulls pretty much spot on every time? They some bulls have some off days. I can't I can't say myself that I got on a bull that didn't have his day, and if I did, it's been a long time. I can't remember, but pretty much, really at the CBR. CBR, these bulls, they these stocking trucks, they're going to make sure these bulls going to do the same thing every time because not just us riding for 50000 These stocking trucks got to put up a, a lot of money yep. to buck those bulls there, so they, they want to make sure they bring their A-team every single time. So, And the stock contractors, they get some purse money too. Yes, sir. The, the the what is it? The top ranked bulls or, or you got yeah, you top ranked bulls of a deal. Then you got your event winner stock contract. They're looking at almost twenty grand a weekend just for bucking their bulls at the CBR. Wow, wow. And sometimes more than that. And at the end of the year, that's a hundred grand. And and also that's also uh, awareness and that's publicity that people want that want to breed bulls. They want to go to that contractor and get some of that. Either buy those bulls or the semen or whatever. Yes, sir. Some of those, his calves or anything like that. Yes, sir. Wow. And I'm sure that's that's a lot of other people. Because there's a lot of little rodeos. There's a lot of smaller, like, what would you call, like minor leagues, let's say, out yes, there. Sir. And But they want to get bigger and they want to build up. So that's what they would look at, at that as well, too, I bet. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the way I always looked at it. So, um, also, you're from Houston, right? Whereabouts? I'm from, like, North Shore area. Okay. Yeah, North Shore. I know it. Tell me about cats. I heard that you wish that you could have a room full of cats, that you are such a big, tough bull rider, but you just want to go, here, kitty, kitty, can just pet the no, cat? No. Cats is one thing I hate. <laughs> I hate cats. Uh, about about two years ago, we went on a road in, uh, in Sagatoga, Texas, called Ghost Road. Went on this road. It's, this road probably, like, seven miles long. 
Everybody on this road supposedly died a long time ago. It's just an old dirt road. Trees growed over. You can't see the sky, nothing like that. So anyways, we were supposed to be scared. We ended up not getting scared. So we go back to my buddy house where it was a long night. So me and her, uh, we sleep in the bed. Next thing I know, I wake up and I'm thinking somebody's doing this on my chest. <laughs> While well, I look up and my buddy house was that it was a cat. And ever since then, I hated cats. Like, it just freaked me out. Just the, the feeling of cat claws, just... Everything about cats. I hate cats. I cannot stand them. So <laughs> a big burly man will hop on a two thousand pound animal, but he's afraid of cats. Yeah. Oh, I hate them. That's funny. Yeah. So if you draw, if you draw a bull called called here, kitty, kitty, you're not going to get on it, are you? Oh, I'm going to get on them. <laughs> I'm going to show them just as much as I hate cats. <laughs> Has some serious spur going yes, on. Yes, sir. Yeah, sharpen up those spurs just a little bit. Yes, sir. Oh man, I thought that was so funny when I heard that. Leanne Schroeder, when you hear this. You got him. Good job. That was Leanne's job, by the way. Yeah. She did right there. I figured she would. Yeah. Text me uh, last year in Del Rio, what do I hate? What, what am I terrified of? And I said, I ain't terrified of nothing, but I hate cats. <laughs> I hate cats. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your background. 2014 and 2015, you two-time national bull rider world champion. Tell me about that. Uh, you made the Final Four shootout in your uh, first CBR tour event, right? Yes, sir. That was in Window Rock, Arizona. Window Rock, Arizona. Yes, sir. Tell me about 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 your career. Tell me a little bit about your highlights and stuff. Well, I I believe I won my first gold ball. It was 2011. It's for Association Cow and AMPBR. Then I I won another year and I just pro rodeo and I came back and I won the world again for him and I just did a bunch of pro rodeo and then uh, one of my biggest highlights was 2014. I was in Las Vegas at the Billy Jane Million Dollar Stop, and uh, I rode a bull called ZY. He's twisted for 96 points. And I was, the, I was the only guy to ride every single bull the whole week and bucked off one bull. The one bull I bucked off called Painkiller. And it's crazy because I draw him now and I ride him every single time. But he bucked me off in Vegas for like $30,000. And it was the only, I was the only guy out of, I think it was like 12 guys, the only guy to ride pretty much 90% of my bulls and only bucked off one bull. And, that one bull cost me 30000 And, man, ever since I've been on CBR, it's been good. I just It just haven't clicked as I wanted to. But, yes, Lofton always been my favorite spot. Well, not Lofton. Wonder Rock, Arizona. I do good in Wonder Rock every year. Uh, I do good in Lofton. The year before last, I did pretty bad in Lofton. That's when I broke eight bones in my face. So. Oh, man. Yes, sir. Eight bones in your face? I broke eight bones in my face. I just oh. had, I had a bad trip. I was coming from a rodeo with um, some buddies, and uh, I got home, and we had to be in Lofton. No, we had to be in Wonder Rock the next day, and I got home at like 5 o'clock in the morning, and my buddy was there at 6 o'clock in the morning. I threw my stuff in the car. We just we drove all day. We got to one town, and I realized I forgot my wallet. So we drove even, even further. I realized I forgot my cleaner's clothes. Got to the first rodeo, realized I forgot my bull riding helmet, my vest. Only thing I had was my rope and my spurs and my boots. So that's the first time in years I didn't ride with a helmet. Um, I was a bunch of points in uh, Winter Rock, Arizona on both of my bulls. Go a couple of days ago to uh, Lofton, Nevada, and a bull from Mike Rostin pulled me down and broke eight bones on my face. Something Stepped on you? I, it just uh, pulled me down and hit me with his horn in his face oh, and just oh, shattered yeah. everything. Mm. Yes, sir. How long were you in the hospital? Well, I was in the hospital for a day. We had another rodeo. Yeah, I knew. I knew. <laughs> that, I knew that was going to be the answer. God, 
Well, Everybody well, else would be in the hospital probably for a week or two. Well, this one right here was my buddy's fault. They want to do emergency surgery on me because my jawbone stuff was so broken, my eye sockets. They want to do emergency surgery on my buddy, and they was like, hey, man, we got to be at a rodeo tomorrow. <laughs> they said, either you're going to stay in Vegas or you're going to have to find another ride home. And I said, man, I'm going, so uh, I ended up releasing myself. And they didn't want me to release myself. The doctor they was like, no, you really need to have emergency surgery. I said, no, we got to go to a rodeo. So we end up driving all day and all night to get back to Texas to go to another rodeo. And I was in so much pain. Soon we got to Texas, I went straight to the hospital. And that's when they was telling me about how bad my fracture was. And I'm glad I came in because I ended up having a fracture on my skull. Ooh, yeah, they said I had saying. too much blood leaking in. and So so it was kind of a dumb thing to do if you look back on it. Very dumb. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's just I, I, I asked you that question not knowing the answer, but I had a feeling I, I did not expect, well, uh, you know, they did surgery, and then I was in there recuperating for two weeks. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to say that. Yes, sir. You look good. You don't have any scars and stuff. No scars. So, no so scars. okay, so, you know, like Cody, you can say, I'm so pretty. See, that's my thing. Of course, that, I grew up in that era of Muhammad Ali, and I just, I'm so pretty. Of course, I'm not that pretty now, but, <laughs> hey, we're going to take a quick little break. It's at the half hour right now. We do traffic and weather. When we come back, Damon, I want I want to talk about it. I know you're not, you don't. Talk about it in a bragging way. But you got hit pretty hard by Hurricane Harvey, and stuff got pretty pretty nasty. Yes, it, it could have been a bad outcome for you and some of your family members. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because people are still hurting. A lot of people, a lot of the fans yes, from CBR are yes, still hurting, and a lot, of, a lot of the CBR family probably still have their lives turned upside down. So let's give them some hope. Yes. Sound sir. good to you? Sound good. Awesome. Folks, you're listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle Nathan is out Demond Haynes. CB, how much do you weigh? 125 pounds. 125 pound man's gonna be riding a 2,000 pound bull, hopefully three times this Saturday. You gotta come out and see him. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast FM and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Oh, man, welcome back to Montgomery County Last Level Nathan Anderson. Did y'all hear Cece? Come on. Did you hear that? Did you hear that previous commercial? I heard her. Dude. <laughs> Nathan's got a huge crush on her. I don't even know her. Don't know what she looks like. Come on. But when she, when she talks like that. So soft. <laughs> oh, yeah. And her show is cool. Jazz. Man. And then the other commercial is like Soul Train. Don Cornelius. Got that voice down here like this, you know, Don Soul Train. Man, I got to start listening. That's on Sunday night, right? Yep. It's a good show. It's a jazz show. Yep. I got to listen to it. Cece, you're killing me. Just saying. All right, folks, we're listening to some uh, uh, Ezra Charles coming in. We're going to talk to DeMond Haynes again. DeMond is a bull rider. DeMond is, uh, rides with championship bull riding. 
I guess you do some other PRCA rodeos and stuff like that too? Yes, sir. Bottom line is you ride so you can make money. Make because, a living, yes, because sir. Because you, you got some mouths to feed, don't you? Yes, sir. Folks, if y'all hear a little bit of crying in the background, that's Damon's daughter. Baby Emery. Y'all want to meet her? Y'all want to see her? Come on, bring her over. Come on, bring her over. Come stand next to Daddy. Look, she's so pretty. Look at her. Oh, yay. She's on the radio and the TV. How old is she now? Three months. She'll be four months next week. Oh, yeah. You going to help Daddy ride a bull? Look at her. Look at her looking at him. Spend the bull money. Look at him. <laughs> oh. And who's the young lady that's holding this, this beautiful thing? This is my girlfriend, Desiree. Desiree, how you doing? You didn't know you were going to be on radio TV today, did you? No. Yeah, well, you know what? You look a lot better than he does. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So, well, good. Thanks for bringing her over. Oh, she's looking at me like, oh, dude, what are you talking about? That's a scary looking man yeah. right there. <laughs> she says, there's another bull. I'm seeing another bull. All right. So, folks, I just want you to know that Damon lives in the Houston area, North Shore, and he was forced to retreat to his attic, and they were rescued by a boat during Harvey. Uh, unfortunately, he missed the first few events, which, like a lot of people that got hit by Harvey, their their businesses were lost. The company they worked for had to close down. I actually know somebody who moved down here to take a job with a company in Houston and was about to get started on that job when Harvey hit flooded the building out in Houston and the company decided they're not going to rebuild. And so she's, she's without a job. And so I had a lot of people tell us, tell us what's going on. Cause you've got a, it's a cool story as far as it's, it's survival, but it's sad because you had to go through it. Yeah. Um, just the whole time doing the storm was a bad time. And just to correct it, I'm originally I went to school in North Shore. I live in Sugarland now. Oh, okay, okay. I live in Sugarland now, but it was just it was just a sad story. I was supposed to be in those three events. Uh, I know it was a lot of money. It was about sixty thousand dollars on the line, but I was I just wanted to stay home and help my city and stuff like that. Uh, we flooded in. Mostly we ever lost. We lost all our vehicles, but you know vehicles can be replaced. So. I, I just react without what I was thinking, and I, I went straight towards trying to help people. I, I know a bunch of people boped and stuff like that, so we went rescuing and stuff like that. Next thing I know, um, this guy, he's a huge bull riding fan of mine. He's from Florida, and he wrote me on Instagram, and he was like, hey, I want to help. And I said, I told him, I said, well, there's no way you can get inside Houston right now. I said, but thanks for, the, for offering the help. And he was like, no, I want to help. So less than 24 hours, this guy has has raised me $42,000 in cash. Wow. So with that $42,000, we we um, we um fill up three 40-foot uh, stock trailers with water, U-Hauls, food, clothes, and everything to bring it down. And uh, he drove all the way down from Florida, and him and his crew, and actually the guy's a preacher. He owned a, he owned a church down in Florida, and he got his own little TV station stuff. He talked down there. guy named Chip Miller, um, good guy, uh, he brought all this stuff down to um, our arena heart to make Aiden Crosby, and we donated and helped out a bunch of people. And what's so crazy is he donated and got all this money for him. We helped all these people, and on his way home, before he could get home, the storm had hit Florida, and he was stuck and couldn't get home. So um, 
I did what I can. I asked him if he needed any help, and he still said, no, Damon, we help you. We got this under control. And he just went back home. He went to Florida and came back another week, a week later. And he just went home about three days ago. I tried to get him to stay down because I knew I was coming here and I wanted him to come talk. But he, he brought me, he wanted to spend like $3,800 on just horse and bull feed and brought down to me a couple of days ago and just wanted me to give away this bull and horse feed for free once again. So uh, he helped out a lot, but, but mostly I was just out and helping everybody, helping people get out their house and out of floods and helping family. And I, I took, a, I actually took a loss, a, a close friend to me, I called my brother, he lost his little girl during the flood. And his little girl and my little girl, they was the same age. And me and this guy, we call each other best friends since we was in second grade. So the Harvey hit me pretty hard. And last thing I was worried about, my baby and my girlfriend, they was fine. We live in a big place, so they was upstairs. And they, and I got them safe, and I just stayed gone for a week, just helping people day in, day out, no sleep, even past the curfew just to make sure everybody was all right, even to the point where I had to hand out some money to people just, you know, so they can get by. And like I said, Harvey, Harvey was a hard one. It's one of the hardest things I've had to go through in life. Yeah. And that's out of all the broken bones and everything I've ever done for his boy riding. Harvey has was one of the hardest things I've been through. I agree with you. I've been <clears throat> lucky and blessed to be a part of a, a disaster relief distribution team up here. And we got started. They got started. Friends of Conroe started it, just a small group of the members, just to cook and feed. Mm -hmm. The whole idea was just to cook and feed first responders, rescuers such as yourself, people going out, linemen, people climbing telephone poles, whatever, right? Dude, it blew up. We were averaging close to 3,000 meals a day, cooked and delivered. We were delivering all over, and then it just blew up. We were at the VFW Hall. Like you said, people came in from Tennessee and said, nobody nobody wants our stuff. We don't know where to go. And we're like, we'll take it. And then we were going out in trucks and cars delivering. And then we found out how bad Beaumont and Port Arthur got hit. So we started sending stuff over there. We're still doing it. We're still doing it because... People don't know. It's still devastation out there. It is. And and is. the people who had a little less, some of the more blue-collar, let's say, working-class people that didn't have a lot of money. Yes. So maybe they went in and cleaned out the house, but now they need to save up money to buy flooring. They got to save up money to buy, you know, she countertops, yes, sheetrock. It's not, it's, that's not on TV, man. We're not seeing that. People aren't talking about that. I'm sure you saw it down there where you are, but we're going up in here. We're going up in, in, in Romare and Hardin and Shepherd and Cleveland and Silsby and Coons, Belleville Oaks by Beaumont. And we're talking to people and saying, well, where's your house? And they said somewhere between there and the Gulf of Mexico. The river took it. Yes. They don't even have homes anymore. We found people sleeping up near Lake Livingston in a park. The mom and dad sleep in the car. And the two kids sleep, sleep in a little Barbie tent. And and I'm sure that's 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 just a few stories. So I think, I know what hit me and what still kind of bugs me. It's the devastation and the loss of hope. Some of these people, you just look in their eyes and it's like they feel hopeless. And that's what hurt me. That's 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 what hurt me too, just seeing some of these families. even It, it was so crazy. I went to an apartment complex and um, I had a, some more people come out of Dallas the first time they brought me a trailer full of stuff, I first started off with um, baby pampers, and because when I when it first happened, first thing I thought about was the kids. 
So we loaded up with baby pampers, milk, anything we can do. I'm talking about just full, just went to every Walmart that we can go to and clean up and come back to Houston and gave away stuff. And I was in this apartment complex, and there was some kids running up to me, and they were telling me how big of fans they was, how they watched me on um, on TV riding bulls and stuff like that. And uh, i never seen these people before a day in my life. And just seeing these, these kids and this family and looking at their place, there was no way they can live in these apartments. Like, they were just tore up. You can just driving down the alley, you can see straight from the front door all the way to the back door, walls gone, windows gone. And they're sleeping on the floor, aren't they? Sleeping on the floor and inside their vehicles and stuff like that. Then their vehicles don't run because they've been flooded out. And, yeah. uh, and there's mold growing in that stuff, man. Yes. Um, talk to them. They, they, first thing they say, they don't know what they're going to do. They don't know where they're going to go. So it was, it, it was a tough situation, real tough situation. Is, it, is there still a need down there by you now? Um, it's, it's still a bunch of people in need, but most of all, what everybody is, is put up right now, uh, for us, everybody didn't got hotel rooms and stuff like that. So everybody's put up right now, but it's, it's still a bunch of need right now. I just haven't been out like I was during the storm because, um, after I did what all I had to do, I had to realize, okay, Demond, right. you have a family at home. Now you need to think about yourself just for a little bit. So now I've been trying to get my household back in tech and we got animals and bulls and horses too and we had to make sure everything is good yeah. and so that's that's been my concern here lately because for the first two weeks i'm not gonna say i forgot about my family but i was thinking about the right. world right and and for two whole weeks i I just text her make sure she's good and i wouldn't come home now just helping other people out now i'm just in this stage where i have to make sure my home good right. because i was putting everything first before i i sat down it's like wait demand you you got a family at home too you but but at that point in time, I just had to go help. It was right. just one of those situations. Well, the catastrophic event, the, the, the disaster relief, the immediate relief, that's kind of over with. It's kind of recovery time. And there's still hopelessness and there's still need. But you're right as far as now you don't have to put all in. It's that immediate time to make sure everybody's safe, make sure they're okay. Well, we've got a bunch of supplies here. If you need some, if you need to take some back with you, if you need to get somebody in touch, if if you find out down there somebody's still yes, in need okay. and they want to come up and get some, okay. we can we can we can help you all out. Okay. Um and you may not need to, you may have some stuff down there. See, I, I still have a bunch of stuff at the arena and inside our shop and I'm like, I gotta I gotta get rid of some of this <laughs> stuff. So but uh, another guy while we on the air, I wanna thank JC Nup. He's a CBR stock contractor. He was in Lofton, Nevada. I was supposed to go with him on a long CBR trip and help him drive and haul bulls there. Well, he was in Lofton, Nevada, and he called me. He said, "Demond, you need anything?" And I just said, "Nap everything, just tow up." And he said, "All right." He said, "Don't worry about it. I got you." And that's all he said. And the next day, he had trucks and all type of stuff coming from Mansfield, Texas, to Houston. He sent boats, jet skis, whatever it was, to come help us. And uh, I, I just really want to thank JC now for all he done during the storm too. And he was. Hours and hours and hours away, and he made some phone calls and made some stuff happen. See, and that's what's really cool. That's that's camaraderie. That's love for others. That's a God thing right there. You you personally weren't the hero. Y'all circle yes. were the heroes. Yes. It's it's you were the center of somebody of people that were in need. So everybody trusted you and rallied around you to send that. Yes, sir. And if you weren't a good man, if you weren't who you are and what makes you special, then that wouldn't have happened. Yes, sir. And all those people wouldn't have gotten what they got. So 
that's the big praise I have for you. You, I don't know you, just met you, but there must be something special about you yes. for everybody to rally around you to help people. $42,000 in a day that preacher raised? Yes, sir. That's, yes. that's insane. And that's not some big name not organization. Big name that's, just, that's just, hey, there's a dude down in Texas that wants to help a couple of thousand people. Let's, let's get him some money. And $42,000 came in. Came in and, and they bought everything and they even drove it down there and had like six or seven flats just on the way down here in the U-Haul trucks and all this. <laughs> and it was it was a long trip for them. And uh, they came down here and this just just a guy, like I said, an Instagram friend. I didn't even know he was a preacher. And come to find out, come to talk. So when you get down, he used to ride bulls. So uh, he came to the house, stayed at the ring with Bucks and Bulls for him and, and just, you know, trying to welcome him. But uh, just just a guy that's a fan of mine and just told me, hey, yeah, man, I, I watch you on the CBR, and this guy away from Florida, and I watch you on the CBR, and I want to come down and I want to help. And and that's just how it all got started. And this, and this guy raised all this money less than 48 hours in about the third or fourth day, sent me a message on Instagram, say, hey, Demond, I'm on my way to Texas, and sent me a video of just six trucks pulling out back-to-back -back loaded down, so... That's awesome, dude. Yes, sir. You're a good man. That's cool. We've got just a couple more minutes. I want to read something here. Tuff Hedeman made a comment about you. <clears throat> Tuff Hedeman is probably one of one of the all-time top bull riders of all time, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And what he said about you was you're a great kid. Of course, he calls you a kid because he's like an old dude like me, right? He's a great kid. He's super polite, and he's not afraid to spur one. When he's riding his best and his confidence is high, he goes for it spurring. And that is usually what the great ones do. Um, you're known as a big-time pressure rider, okay? And that's what I went back talking about. ZY, is that how you say it? ZY, he's twisted. Yep, ZY, he's twisted. Dude, we got to go now in a minute. What would you like to tell people about coming out to see you Saturday? What, what are you going to do for them, and what are the other bull riders going to do for them? Me and all the other bull riders going to put on a show for y'all. If y'all haven't seen bull riding up close or just never even – I always wanted to go to a rodeo. Conroe is the place to be. I'm telling you, $50,000 online, you're going to have a bunch, a bunch of hungry cowboys <laughs> who's going to be fighting to get this $50,000. And when I mean fighting, I mean riding their butt off to, to win this money. And I'm somebody, the CBR, is, they got everything you want from the fireworks to the to the music to the entertainment. It's somewhere you want to be in Conroe right here. And after all, t Houston and around and surrounding has been through and you just want to get on and have a good time. Conroe's the place to be this weekend. And if they go online and buy tickets now, cbrbull.com, they get to save $5 per ticket. They're going to be honoring all first responders, firefighters, EMTs, law enforcement, school teachers, active and veteran military. They're going to get in free and going to be going to be honored. Our Montgomery County Fair Association queen is going to be there. City Councilman Dwayne Ham is going to be riding Bill. Did you know you've seen Bill, right? Yeah, I know Bill. You know Bill. You think Bill, if, if Bill didn't have the leash... And he was in the shoot, and he had he was you know flank you know, was that called the uh, flank strap? What's that called? Bull rope. Bull. But oh, with a flank rope. Yeah, on him. flank yes, rope. You think he might come out pretty heavy, even nah. though he's got that soft attitude? No. Nah. You don't think he'll run? No, nah, Bill's not a bully. You don't think he, he might trot? Just, he might just walk and look around. <laughs> <laughs> well, City Councilman Dwayne Ham's gonna ride him like last year. Mayor Pro Tem Duke Coon rode him. Okay. And Duke only lasted three point five seconds, but his rope. Had a whole lot of slack in it. And so when Bill turned. To the side he went. Yeah. And so 
his 300 pounds went over that way. <laughs> so, all right. Well, listen, Damon, thanks for coming in today. Thank you for what you did for your friends and neighbors and, and strangers down there. Thanks for offering them hope. That's a big deal. Thanks a lot for of times having we me. just need hope. I'm going to see you Saturday night. Yes, sir. I might be bringing my good friend Boudreaux. Kylie got to meet Boudreaux last year. So my good friend Boudreaux, not Boudreaux Campbell. <laughs> okay. Another Boudreaux. Okay, bring him on. He might he might be there. But listen, thank be you. Be careful what you ask for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who is Boudreaux? <laughs> uh, uh, well, we don't have the picture of her dressed up anymore. <laughs> uh, I'll show you a picture before we leave. Okay. Hey, folks, you've been listening to Montgomery County Lifestyle with Nathan Arizada. We've had CBR Bull Rider Demon Hands on here. Tomorrow, special guest. You'll find out when you tune in, right? No, I'll let you know in the morning. Lone Star Community Radio. Connor Zeff from 104.5106.1RIRLoneStar.com. Listen, a lot of talk shows, a lot of radio shows, a lot of good music, a lot of country, a lot of jazz, a lot of new stuff coming. Okay? Get involved. You want to find out some sponsorship information? Send me an email. Give me a call. Give Dick a call here at the radio station. This is community radio. This is about you. So, Nathan Erz, Adam Montgomery County Lifestyle, and I'm reminding you what I always do. This is your county, your life, and your style. We'll see you. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936 647 3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights.